0: Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. Good morning. It's class time. I'm going to share with you one of the ways in which we hide in plain sight, one of the ways in which we do that. And we can do that in a whole host of different ways, how we hide in plain sight. I've decided to choose one track and how we do that. And we're all gifted in this in our own way. And the idea is that you identify where this behavior lives within you and why you choose to do it. And that's what's unique to you. The reasons why you choose to do what you do based on a whole host of different reasons, but you choose who you are. And we do that through every decision. And so how we hide in plain sight versus the reveal that's fun to say out loud and what it takes to reveal ourselves a tremendous amount of courage that is for sure to let ourselves be known and so as i usually do some distinctions up on the board the physical focus of this practice is pelvic floor i haven't taught a full class aimed at the pelvic floor. Woo, be risky, see how it goes. What lives down there is the feeling of being unsafe, feeling unsafe, ungrounded. And how that can leave us anxious. And you're anxious in your own way, absolutely. Why is that? Because you feel unsafe more than you can even imagine. That's how it seems to me. It's a very interesting walk through this world and how unsafe we can feel. And as a consequence, how that shows up in the way in which we behave in the world. It dictates our behaviors. And So why don't people accept me for who I am? Well, one of the answers, you don't show yourself very often and therefore they don't know you. That's absolutely true. You could easily argue you barely know yourself, so how could anybody really know you? That's one of the ways to look at it. That lives within the family dynamic, absolutely. Friends, people who've known for a long time, romantic relationships, that's one of the views. People barely know you. It's very complex, this thing that we walk around in. Very complex. And so you're too busy hiding in plain sight, and that's why people don't know you all that well. Here I am, there I'm not, see me here, not there. That's the trickery in which we can play. If I remain quiet, I'll remain hidden, small, so nobody pays attention to me. And that's very intriguing. We don't necessarily want people to pay attention to us. This is one track, being quiet. I'll be quiet and I'll be over here. And if I'm over here, you just leave me alone. And that's good. One of the opposites of that is dominating the space. So one extreme is being quiet. The opposite extreme is being boisterous and dominating the conversation. And if you're dominating, you're controlling. Steering where the conversation goes and the interactions. If you're quiet, you're doing the same thing. It's a control-based behavior. i rather remain unseen. This way I will not be judged. Huh. That makes sense in some ways. Don't judge me. I don't want to be judged. And so if I'm quiet and over here, I don't have an opinion. Then you don't judge me. You won't judge my opinion. And in that, I'll feel safe. Instead, I'll engage just enough to get by while minimizing my risk of humiliation. Judgment equals humiliation. Not all the time, but at times. That's why interactions and conversations are so risky. Very risky. Somebody may oppose you. And that opposition can lead into rejection. You playing small is the basis of conflict, and it's a soul-crushing experience, because at some point there'll be nothing left of you. There's this hollow shell of a person, and that should frighten you. It's a frightening experience to have not much in there, no substance, no depth, and no access to it. This one's close to home for me, hiding in plain sight. I can do that extraordinarily well. I've been doing it all my life. (laughs) I have a tendency to being quiet. And so one of the skills I've adopted is being a good listener. (laughs) Because if I'm listening and can and prompt other people to speak, then I don't have to. The attention is not on me, it's on them and I can hold my attention on other people, if they're speaking. It's like, yeah, keep speaking, great. Then <laughs> I don't have to say much, and that's good, because I don't wanna say much. And there's a fear in that for me, a fear of being judged and humiliated and rejected. Why is there a fear? Because that's occurred in my life like it has with you and yours. And you know how unpleasant that experience is, one of the reasons why we can have fear and feel unsafe. And if that's the leading concern we have, being with people, I may be judged and humiliated and potentially rejected. How concerning that is out in the world with so many people, Mm, so many people. That's one of the reasons why I appreciate teaching yoga. It's been very good for me. (laughs) I forced myself to be in front of people, to (laughs) horrify. But it's also allowed me to develop a skill set that I didn't have, which was to communicate and share myself in various different ways. And you could say, be the center of attention in some ways. Like this, I'm speaking, you're listening. Maybe, I don't know if you're listening. (laughs) but this is like the reverse of what I've been used to most of my life. I don't want to be the center of attention like at all. So stop looking at me. And so it's kind of strange to have people looking, (laughs) but it's also, I've developed that tolerance. It's not fully comfortable, but I've developed a tolerance to be in front of people speaking. And that's been the reveal and there's distinctions attached to that. Place yourself in a way to be known, and make the effort to reveal yourself. I'm not saying you don't have that. You do, obviously. You're in relationships, so you reveal yourself enough at times, especially when you're feeling safe. Those are the moments when you embody vulnerability. When you're with your bestie, or I don't know, whatever. Those moments, which are beautiful and brilliant. In the intent, you'll notice that there's more to you than you can even imagine, and it won't be released to you unless it has to. That's the importance of taking risks, because immediately there's more to you that is revealed. This is an occurrence that unfolds in the presence of confrontation and challenge. You're forced to call on yourself or perish. And you can define perish in various different ways. You can fall apart in an interaction, and part of you dies in those interactions. People literally perish. They drown themselves with alcohol, smother themselves with pills and substances, and ultimately take their lives. This is one pathway for that to occur, absolutely. It's a soul-crushing experience. In these moments, it's worth the note that you are the master of your own fear. You have to understand what your fear is around other people and where you're willing to take risks and reveal yourself and where you're not willing to take risks. And there's fear. And best that you know what your fear is so you can start to mess with it and tangle with it. Your your strength is harnessed from the information you gather and also by being in places you're not good at. It's a hell of a thing. Place yourself in places you don't necessarily want to be and how good that is for you. Maybe it's here. Place yourself in the jungle. Place yourself in your mat. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? But how important it is to take those risks and they're calculated. I don't like being here, so I'm going to be here. I don't want to have this conversation, but I'm gonna have this conversation. I don't necessarily wanna do this, but I'm going to do this. And it's the very place where you can establish new skills. And that's growth, evolution, transformation, whatever you wanna call it. And it keeps us from staying the same. It keeps us from staying the same, which is so important. You do not want to stay the same. That's a terrible choice. There's nothing new in that. And yoga aligns with that principle. You're building yourself into something, some version of yourself that th- that thinks that you think is better than who you are now. You build, you create. You build, you destruct. Every pose, you build yourself into something and then destruct it. Shavasana, at the end of your practice, corpse pose, Shavasana, you're practicing dying. You have a choice in that. It is the journey to death that you're practicing through this practice of yoga versus the journey of death. The journey of death is full of suffering and tragedy. Making poor choice after poor choice after poor choice and you suffer as a consequence versus practicing the journey to death, which is this practice, absolutely. And choosing what parts of you need to die so you can live. It's a hell of a practice. It's so bloody deep, it's amazing. That's what you're tangling with. Every time you hit the mat, if you hold it that way, you don't have to. Certainly encourage you to. So this is where you get to challenge yourself, and I'll give you plenty of opportunities this morning. There'll be times that you don't want to reveal yourself. I'm going to ask you to make sounds and all sorts of weird stuff, and you're going to be like, I don't want to make sounds. Some of you will be saying that to yourself. It's like, make sounds, damn it. And ideally, you understand the risk if you're not willing to reveal yourself. It's not a good decision. If you choose that once, you'll choose it twice, then three times, four times, and that's who you become. The one that hides in plain sight. Don't do that to yourself. It's too heavy of a consequence. So I have a question for you. Where do you tend to hide? With whom? What environment? Maybe with whom? Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's in your family. Maybe it's with, I don't know. Somewhere, somehow, where do you typically hide in plain sight? Where is that and with whom? Would you have an answer to that? I It was making me think of this. So I've been doing it for 25 years. And up until October, I can count on one hand the classes. Yep. I did it at home. Mm-hmm. Nice. I yeah. I see now that it was uh, I was uh, fearful going to class okay. so being, uh, physically mm-hmm. uh, was, uh, not out in class, to doing it in or just doing it in ways that I was to do. okay. and Yeah, well I was said. So 25 years of yoga practice at home, tapes, so funny to say, tapes, <laughs> books, VHS tapes, incredible. Yeah. And it's only recently that you pulled yourself out of that and into class you go, yeah. Have you enjoyed the, well, I don't know if enjoyed, but have you noticed the difference? Okay. Very good. Thanks for saying that. The great reveal. <sighs> yeah. Literally. Fantastic. Who else? Where do you typically hide? Something you said that struck me was um, about having difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. It's very easy for me to talk and talk and talk and talk. <laughs> <laughs> but um, sometimes difficult conversations I avoid. Okay. Well said. So you have the capacity to talk, which is great. Great skill set in of itself. but with <laughs> that's a great question mm-hmm. about what and then difficult conversations at times you have a tendency of avoiding avoid, yeah. okay avoid. okay well done telling on yourself thank you for that yeah anybody else what do you typically hide in plain sight mm-hmm. i what i actually think about situations All right. So you hold back sharing some of your opinions and experiences in the attempt to be nice. Okay. Good. Oh, I like that. Okay, harmonizing. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. keeping the peace. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Is that good for you? Sometimes, but it's like both sides. Yeah. to be balanced. Yeah, it's tricky. Okay. Well said. Thanks for sharing that. So ideally, you have a good sense. A good sense, and it's good that you do have a good sense. And if you can identify where that occurs, wouldn't it be something to use this practice to build yourself into the version that can actually withstand, move into that place and withstand the pressure and to alter that experience instead of hiding your revealing, making some growth in that area, the very place that you need to grow, wouldn't that be something? And this practice is a problem-solving endeavor. You have countless amounts of problems, endless, and this practice could offer you the solutions to some of your problems. One way to look at it. Nice to be with you. We're going to move into practice.